and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy, and today we are doing a recap of the veto session that just happened. Um, and as always, anytime we're talking about government, you know who we're bringing on the podcast, everyone. You like him, you love him, you want some more of him. It is Mr. Jim Clayton. What's up, Jim? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good, because every time I'm here, I learn new things from you. You guys are I so great. I don't know great. if that's a good thing or not. But. Yeah, I think it is, you know. No, uh, obviously, I continue to say it every time you're on, anytime any of you guys are on. Our government affairs team is second to none in the entire state. Um, you guys are so on top of everything and always make sure that uh, the realtor voice is heard and that you are looking out for us. So I'll say collectively to from the members, thank you. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, but we have the most engagement. It's easy when you have the members we do. It That's really is. True. So. That's very, very true. So um, we're talking all things veto session today, um, just concluded, if I remember correctly. So um, before we get into kind of like the specifics, though, do you want to explain, in case somebody's out there that doesn't know, what is the veto session? Well, each year, uh, of, so General Assembly is two years, and each year the General Assembly, um, each spring the session ends around May, there are certain bills that the governor might not have signed yet into law that he can veto. Mm. And send back to the legislature for an amendatory veto, which means that you need to amendment. And upon this amendment, it will become law and pass. Or, no, I'm just shutting this, this right. bill down. It's not <laughs> going to pass. So each uh, each year they get the two weeks. Uh, one week, normally at the, in the last week of October and the first week of November, but sometimes they're all in October. Sometimes they're both in Octo- uh, November. So this week, this year was one week in October and one week in November. Okay. Kind of sounds like a legislative overtime uh, period. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. Like, that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, we could get this done, but or uh, like extra. Uh, <laughs> or like that, uh, you know, sometimes you have buyer's or seller remorse. Yeah. It's more like, <laughs> Do we really want to do this? You know, kind of thing. So, yeah, Yeah, maybe think about this a little more. uh, A lot of it, though, what I've learned is, you know, sometimes they they, they get in a rush when they get through huge bills. Yeah. Especially if it's a budgetary bill, you know, some, some kind of appropriation bill or state Some budget. kind of omnibus thing, right. yeah. <laughs> um, a huge package, you know. They, I wouldn't say rush, but there's so many components to it that, that yeah. there might be a clarificational error. There might be, you know, some kind of language they need to just clean up. Mm. And I have found that some of it, of this session is very beneficial for that to yeah. clean up the language in those kind of yeah. huge omnibus bills. So. Always good to take a pause, just try to yeah, look think back through. And be like, all right, maybe we could fix it. Yeah, maybe so. this could be tweaked yeah. a little bit there. Yeah. So, um, to get into the weeds a little bit now, uh, you did talk about um, that there was like some kind of property tax measure in terms of the veto and stuff that happened with this session, right? right. Uh, well. In the spring, to give you the whole story, right. um, it was House Bill 2507 that was carried by um, Representative Stephanie Kifowit and Representative Margaret Croak, um, two very good friends of ours. Mm. And it was a sales tax measure. Mm. And um, late in the spring session, when it got over to the Senate, there's a Senate amendment that added this property tax measure to to deal with exemptions. Ah. And the big one was that these nursing homes with, with that resided inside of Cook County were going to, instead of getting a 25% of the fair market value assessment, which is a lower assessment than, because of being a nursing home, they were going to go to 10% wow. lower. Um, and we stressed to the center that was carrying that amendment that um, this will put an extra burden on the residents. Sure. It's going to increase their property tax within the communities that these nursing homes are. Um, and, you know, it passed. And late in the session, even though to our objection... And um, the governor actually did an amendatory veto. We're removing that nursing home section, but the House never took action on it. He did the amendatory veto, which okay. means he wasn't going to sign it. Right. The fact that the House didn't take action on it 
uh, means that the bill is technically dead. Okay. So, but the original bill, the original components of the bill actually were attached to a Senate bill during this video session. Once we wouldn't really have input on because it was that sales tax measure that uh, originally carried by those two representatives that didn't have that amendment, mm. Senate amendment on it that we worried about. Right. So the original stuff that was going to pass anyway, that that Senate amendment attached to, that got attached to a different Senate bill right. during veto <laughs> session, and that eventually passed. But uh, no, nothing that um, we were worried about and what we were concerned about, not concerned about, but supporting in that amendment veto, removing that nursing home exemption or removing that fair market uh, deduction. So we were in support of the governor's mandatory veto and, and shared that with not only the governor, but members of both caucuses and, and members of both chambers. So, um, you know, it, it, it didn't move. But like I said, the the fact that what originally was passed through the, cha- the House did go. Yeah. Um, and what was added to it that we had problems with it didn't. Didn't. <laughs> you know, even though it wasn't really necessarily uh, our direct lobbying efforts that did it. Um, even though we were supporting that amendment veto hard, I, I think that a lot of the legislators saw that, okay, without the amendatory veto, without any action on it, you know, there's no concern at all. Look so, at that. Just works itself out. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Almost takes the work out of it for us, doesn't it? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Just joking, okay? Um, well, let's uh, get into a little bit um, about, you know, kind of the stuff that was worried, worrying right. us, or not worrying us, but, you know, that we were had our eye on when it well, came to this session. And there's there's always stuff left over. You know, you're, right. you're always going to have your eye out, and like you said, over time. Yeah. You know, because... <laughs> Like I said earlier, things that didn't pass, but you know they have to be at a certain position within the legislative process to you know be considered. Yeah. Um, but and they have to be introduced, and there have to be a certain amount of days. So the short amount of legislative days there are during veto limits your capability. Mm. But if you get it in early enough, and you get it started early enough, the bill introduced maybe even over the summer. Yeah, you have the very realistic chance. Like right. there was a rent control bill introduced in June. Wow. Um, you know, we heard early on from the caucus leaders that nothing substantial or controversial was really going to be moving during this veto session um, regarding our issues. Right. You know, and we heard a lot of it was going to be these the three main things that they were going to have to deal with and that they were going to stick to that, which they did. Mm. Um, so we were pretty comfortable knowing that rent control wasn't going to move. But, mm. you know, there was other issues that we were working on all the way to the very adjournment date. Yeah. And worked on over the summer and had meetings on like the just housing, for example, which... Uh, would make it a human rights violation to deny anyone housing a tenant um, on an application if they have a criminal conviction based on their criminal conviction or conviction record. Mm. So, you know, working with the sponsor through that, and, and that's something we're still doing, you know, but that was a bill that, you know, we could have saw, see that during veto would be yeah brought back up, yeah, you know, but definitely. luckily through um, our conversations with the leaders, both in the House and the Senate, and then with the sponsor itself and meeting with uh, with her that um, we were able to kind of show that this is a very long work in progress and a very intricate bill, a yeah. very intricate idea yeah. that we don't want to jam it in six days right. of legislation, right. you know, in a two-week period. Yeah, definitely one you need to mull a and, bit because the I'm sure the concept, of like, is, is you know, not terrible no, or anything and that, like and that's that. Our, and that's our whole point and where we've been this entire time on, on this issue is yeah. – we're not against your intent. Yes. We understand what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Making it a human rights violation 
<laughs> and subjecting members of ours and yeah. housing providers to not only human rights violation, but losing their licensing because of it. Exactly. Um, while they're having to decide to be jur- judge and jury and all the liabilities on them, mm-hmm. um, it, we don't believe is something we'll ever support. Absolutely. Um, that's something we're going to, we have fundamentally stayed opposed to. And, and But we are working with what their intent is and what's out there now and what their funding is now and how we can you know, lump those two things together. Yeah, absolutely. So, So, and that's always what I love about a government affairs team. It's never, we said it before, it's never just like a no, 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 yes, yes, yes. It's always like get in there and kind of work with everybody. Right. And, you know, there, there's examples of that within itself, really, because Mm -hmm. look at this bill, you know, there's never going to be a day where we sit down at a table and agree that this is, this is the human rights act is where this should be. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, or what the, a violation of this should be or where the arena that should even take place in. Right. We're never going to fundamentally agree on that. We're going to be opposed to that. Um, but sitting at that table, we can, like I said, agree to their intent mm-hmm. and help, which we're trying to do now. We're in the process of doing, I have to, yeah, like yeah. I told you, leave here to try to go, go write, write something. A bill, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're in we're in a process of reaching that intent, but steering away from anything we can't fundamentally agree to. Yeah, uh, and you know that's a tough place to navigate at first because you know sponsors of these bills and these legislators are so passionate about things like this. Exactly, and understandably that it's hard for them to see why we're fundamentally opposed. It's it's hard for them to get over that first hump of our opposition. So and understand we're here to compromise. We're here to get your intent. We're yeah. here to help you reach your goal. But let's just make sure we do it the right way. The right so, way, yeah. Or a way that won't affect our industry negatively. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Breaking news. Big things are complicated. <laughs> um, so, um, one of the things that I remember coming out of it just in the general news that kind of broke through um, was this stuff about the nuclear reactors yeah, and um, things. So how was that? How did that go down? So that was the one of those three things that I mentioned that were going to be the, the, the issues during veto. Right. And what we heard were, you know, we have had a 36-year uh, moratorium on developing new nuclear reactors. Mm. And a lot of the General Assembly was against these large-scale yeah. nuclear <laughs> reactors. I think there's maybe, I want to say like 16 left. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's not many. So we knew that was going to be a big issue, you know, lifting that moratorium and allowing new development of new nuclear reactors to take place in Illinois. So we knew that was a big issue. Uh, another issue was the legislative staff. Um, right, right. This broke through too. To yeah, unionized. That was from staff, house staff workers to chiefs of staff to all the way to custodial workers. Anyone on the Capitol complex really can unionize. Hmm. Um, and then the last one we knew was going to be at a Chicago school board issue um, that that was going to be before them. So we we heard all these three things were going to be the main focus, and they stuck to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the nuclear reactors, like I said, it, it allows now. What they did is lifted that moratorium, allows development of new nuclear reactors, but on a smaller scale. Okay. Um, but that won't begin until January 2026. Okay. So we got some time yeah, there. But right. obviously that can have an effect on the real estate industry. Oh, absolutely. Um, so. Absolutely. So um, I, I think that they said the current nuclear reactors in the state are, are responsible for half of its power, half of our power in the state. So, really? Yeah. Wow. So. Well, and that is going to be probably an issue coming absolutely. along the next couple of years when and, it comes to cleaner energy sources. Right. And our legislature is is really focused and, and has been focused the last few years pushing away from from coal, coal and oil. And so, um, you know, like I said, it, that was probably the biggest issue. Um, you know, we had some small things that we had to weigh in on that people would check in on us, okay. you know, um, like an imminent domain issue for a quick take proceeding that as long as they're in the time frame that we they say they're going to be and they don't extend beyond that time frame, 
and it's for a very specific public purpose, mm. we're okay with it. But, you know, they yeah. you, things like that pop up, and you'll get a call real quick at <laughs> 10 minutes before it's in a committee. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, thanks. You know, thanks. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but not, not much um, really cute other than that, ha- that property tax measure that we really had to um, get into the weeds on this, this, this veto session. So, yeah. um, we like it that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, springs that, like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's look ahead a little bit. Now the veto session is behind us. We've got a new session coming mm. up. Um, and then of course, next year, 2024, big election year, not only in the country, but in the state. So w- what are we looking forward to in the immediacy? What are you keeping your eyes on for the next governmental session? <sighs> Um, <laughs> how, how much time how, do we yeah, have? <laughs> I was going to say, how long do we got? Uh, well, so in, in the immediate future, what we're, we're working on is that, that just housing issue. Mm. Um, we want to really try to come with a, a solid compromise that um, proves that, like I said, we're, we're really trying to help with that mm-hmm. intent. Yeah. Um, but we really want to use existing programs out there, a pilot program with Ida that's out there that's been award-winning. Yeah. Um, and piggyback off of that instead of going after <laughs> Human Rights Act violations. So um, that will be probably um, now until uh, after the holidays, until the um, uh, spring session. Mm-hmm. But as far as next year, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a new year. There mm-hmm. will be some new legislators as far as some have retired or taken on different positions or in some that have been appointed and, and you know, some vacancies that, that have been filled. But um, each new year, no matter what year of the General Assembly it is, is new legislators, new bills, mm-hmm. you know. And with the primary in March, yeah. I think that's a interesting component. Once again, I think we're back to March primary instead of what we did before. And, right. <laughs> and, and I think that's kind of more what they're used to. So I think that the committee deadlines, like like Betsy Mitchell and I were just talking about this today, that uh, the best way to describe it is like a, a wave, mm. a big wave. Um, January and Mar- and February, that wave kind of builds. <laughs> and then March, it, it's deadline weeks to get bills out of committee. Uh-huh. If you want them to be considered for the year, you want them to pass on the floor, even be heard on the floor, you got to get them out of the committee that week. You are, you are right in the curl. <laughs> and there's one week for the House and one week for the Senate back to back in March mm. before spring break. And that here comes that wave. And then after spring break, you know, it builds back up. Okay, what, what bills that have passed committee? Do mm-hmm. we need to still work on in the next chamber or are we, you know, and here comes that wave again by May at the end, it's everyone's trying to every committee <laughs> bill that's, pat, you know, they're all, that's trying to all get on the crashing. Board. Yeah. So you have to kind of ride the, ride those waves. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think by March we'll have a really good, you have a really good understanding of what's going to be seriously considered or what has a real chance of, of moving. Um, and I could see the litany this year. I mean, you got to yeah. pre- be prepared. I don't want to not be prepared, but <laughs> right. or have blinders on at all. But you know, I I think we're still going to uh, our biggest fight and issue will be rent control. I yep. think that um, it's getting more national headlines. I think there's been some definitely in, some either metropolitan areas that are not only enacting it, but some that have been finally lifted or their their time period has ended, and mm. you know, so they're and people are fighting for it to be reestablished. So, right, you know, I think that um, anything that's always in national headlines, I think that you it's going to be front have, of mind, isn't right. it? Yeah. So I think that that, like I said, the just housing, I think a lot will have a lot of housing issues um, because I think it is, you know, very apparent of our our housing crisis yeah. and inventory crisis. And then it's an election and year and it's going to be an issue. So. Correct. And we just need to make sure that we solve the crisis the right way. Yeah. And not by 
what's going to grab the biggest headline, yeah, but exactly. what's going to make the biggest impact. So exactly. um, we'll be ready. Yes, we always are ready because we've got you guys. Um, uh, Once again, uh, Jim, thank you so much for being here. Again, we are always smarter. And I am, like I said, I'm always comforted every time you're here. There's like, you guys have all this on lock and always do. um, And we just uh, appreciate everything you do. And honestly, it's it's, my position from where I'm sitting. Like I said, not only is it easy because the members we have, but when you have leaders like Greg St. Aubin mm-hmm. and people like Betsy Mitchell than our GADs. Yeah, the GADs. <laughs> you know, and the resources we have available through our members, through our GADs, you know, mm-hmm. and then the leadership of Greg and Betsy is, you know, like I said, for my position, <laughs> you know, it, uh, it's probably easy for me to come for you because, yeah. you know, um, I, I have a pretty good setup. That's, so. that's absolutely correct. And so do all of our members there. So, um, hopefully we can get you back in here. Maybe we'll do a lot more of this stuff. Maybe some, uh, you know, uh, bill spotlights or something like that. Really break them down. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they're positive know? spotlights. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll make sure of that first. Uh, no, Jim, once again, thank you so, so much for being here and, uh, talking to us about veto. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. And of course, thank you, our listeners for joining us on the latest episode of the Illinois Realtors weekly podcast. As always, Give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media app. We will see you next week.